Welcome to the 24th episode of Vpod presented to you by the business cluster of IIM Vishakhapatnam. Financial resources may be the lifeblood of a company, but human resources are the brains. And today we have with us one such intellectual who understands people management and has particular expertise in industrial relations, HR transformation and leadership management. Mr. Musarat Hussain is an alum of Xavier Institute of Social Sciences. and has been recently elected as the vice president of the executive committee of hrd network he started his corporate journey as the executive at digital equipment corporation and is currently working as the head of leadership and functional school at maruti suzuki india limited in his experience of nearly 3 decades he has worked with companies like ij tractors as head of plant hr and administration hg limited at the post of general manager and head of human resource and has also served as the vice president and head of human resource at khd humboldt vidag hello sir it's a pleasure to have you here on vpod how are you yeah pleasure to be here very good afternoon to all of you okay so sir let's dive directly into the discussion my first question to you is hr is usually recognized as a function of people management over the years how has it seen a transition towards being a more strategic aspect let me tell you hr has evolved over years if you simply look at it you know few decades back uh, hr was more transactional in the sense that you know few jobs like you know hiring firing or you know management managing people at the shop floor uh, leave management time office used to be very popular so it was more transactional in nature so hr was uh, a secondary function in any organization then a phase came in 90s uh, uh, when you know uh, companies in it sector started evolving and that is where the focus started shifting on uh, people perspective because uh, people were creating value for the organization and uh, it was in the earlier phase more on investment money marketing so the entire focus shifted to people people were the key differentiator and uh, you know then around those time you know uh, some of the uh, you know practices like uh, pcmm started and uh, you know companies started going for it but uh, we realized that uh, you know the the the, the people part Uh, who were able to create value because you know in those days uh, we used to keep hearing about you know, certain quote like you know somebody saying that uh, to take all my people leave my five best and i'll be back in business so we used to keep hearing about uh, uh, such quote laying emphasis on the people management and uh, how people have become more important and and creating value so you know there was an imperative that if you if you hire the right people create the right fit create the right kind of culture so happy employees will make happy customer who will in turn create shareholder value creation so this paradigm for hr became very important because this became an enabler for the result that you want at the apex level for the organization so started slowly you know hr started gaining importance uh, in organization and today uh, what we see is that hr is more strategic in the sense that hr has now got place in the board 
of organization and i am happy to say that i have seen uh, in my last uh, decade many many hr people getting into the ceo role so we have uh, many such example uh, who are getting into the board like uh, mr dwarkanath who came chairman of jsk and uh, we see dr santroop mishra uh, who has uh, you know again in the private sector uh, being to the apex in the organization and now we have seen recently dr alka mittal becoming uh, chairman cmd of ongc uh, a path taken from the hr so hr uh, and there are many examples i can take many more examples in public sector and private sector where they have been uh, able to sit on the board become uh, mds or chairman of the companies uh, because hr has created that uh, you know importance for itself sitting in the board uh, becoming part of it and in fact i remember uh, if you if you if you look at the balance score card when actually it became popular in 90s and 2000 uh, when you look at the ceo's dashboard also uh, one of the key element on the strategy and dashboard is the people perspective so that's how hr becomes because at least two to three matrices of hr sits on the dashboard of the md or ceo of the company so that's the kind of transition that we have seen uh, from the industry perspective in terms of hr but if i if i uh, talk about uh, say for example company like maruti where i am working see people and hr has been uh, very very important from very beginning so we have seen three generation of our organization we are very unique so we started as a public sector maruti udyog limited then we became uh, in 90s a joint venture 50 50 percentage government of india and suzuki and now from 2003 4 onward we are a completely japanese multinational we have seen the transition and hr incidentally if you start from a public sector to a joint venture to a professional we have seen that transition so the question you are asking may become so easier because that transition we are seeing within ourselves and hr hr actually sits uh, right in at the top right in the you know strategic meet and any any decision because we are typical manufacturing and as you know we are the largest in india and uh, you know being the leader we have to be different than competition and hence the role of hr becomes very important and uh, what we and the thing is that you know people are our key differentiator uh, if you look at all the automotive company what differentiates one company from another is not the product or any other thing because typically they are all same but what differentiates is the people people who are making that real difference for the organization so uh, people perspective being handled from a strategic point of view uh, that's the change that i am seeing that hr is sitting in the actually driver seat along with the ceo in terms of driving the organization creating vision uh, helping in aligning of those vision creating the culture within the organization that you want creating the inclusiveness that you are looking at creating the uh, mindset for agility creating the dna that is required for the organization because uh, in today's uh, context also uh, 
a lot of changes are happening and hr is playing a very crucial role so this is this is what comes to my mind and it is ever evolving in fact there was a time i remember maybe 10 10 12 years back people said that hr is a function which can be completely outsourced so payroll got outsourced recruitment also got outsourced uh, shared services got outsourced learning and development got outsourced so they said what is the need of hr let it be outsourced but frankly speaking some of the non value adding activities you can outsource critical strategic part can never be outsourced because as i said people are the one who will make or break the organization so that's why hr will always remain hr is like a heart of any organization it's it's as simple as that it's the heart and that is what will keep moving the organization so that is what comes to my mind thank you and sir uh, as you said people are the key differentiators so i wanted to ask that especially during the pandemic and post pandemic people started working from home which disrupted a proper work life balance so how yeah. has top management tackled such feedback from employees uh basically let me tell you uh this pandemic uh, actually created a very different kind of environment for many industries see working from home was a norm in it industries and it was there in us and even in india uh, and many other industries we had seen that some people work from home or there is a flexi working as far as manufacturing and typical brick and mortar companies basically are functioning from you know more than 50 70 years or 100 years has been that we there is a workplace there is a manufacturing or there is a sales office marketing office everybody goes to office and work so and uh, objective of the organization have been to you know earn profit you know increase business so there is a mindset shift which has happened this this pandemic has actually jolted everything so now many organization perished actually there were many organization which uh, overnight vanished they could not sustain and uh, you know from profit to purpose you know organization started looking at you know from a different perspective uh, altogether if you if you recall when we are working in office we are working in hierarchy so we have a office we have boss is sitting there is a cabin people are sitting in cubicle or in open office so there is a mindset you know so there is a mindset of uh, what you call controlling so i am a boss i'll control so i am a team leader i am a department head i am a, you know individual contributor so there is a whole command chain but today what has happened when you say work from home people are working in network we don't know where they are you are studying in a network if you, if, you, if your college is close who is where nobody knows but class is going on so you are in a network but if you happen to be in your college you will be sitting in a classroom and there will be a teacher there will be lot of controlling commands but in an organization also there is lot of controlling when you are working in hierarchies so you have to follow various norms this that but when you are working in hierarchy 
you really don't know who is where so what is required there is a shift which is happening is that in organization we want what we want productivity we want efficiency we want result so we have to empower people so that's the shift we are seeing and lot of uh, you know when you are in organization you have typically you plan something and then you plan do check act pdca to do many other things in the organization starts from planning only but when you are in hierarchy uh, when you are in working in network when people are working from home lot of experimentation first time you know we don't know uh, so a uh, lot of challenges that we had around uh, this how to you know assimilate this work from home kind of a culture people were not very sure uh, what timing because you know uh, i also realized that we were sitting say 9 o'clock in the morning till night also we are doing something online and and it became very difficult uh, there were families where uh, husband is working wife is working children are school going uh, grandparents are there at home who have to be taken care so there is no maid no servant no cook and there are uh, say for example uh, two system in the house how do you cope with that you are locked completely in uh, if you remember 2020 march april you had no where to go you could not step out of your house and uh, school classes were going so mother has to take care of children also attend office also cook food you have to clean the house you have to you know clean the clothes all kind of uh, challenge i am sure everybody globally would have seen but since we are human being we experiment so organization also experimented so we said okay these are the challenging times so say from 2 o'clock uh, 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock no work no meetings nothing to be done this time is for home similarly you know we created many companies created work from home policies uh, leave policies many other policies many other you know some lot of companies uh, uh, created uh, work from home offices so that people can buy ergonomically designed chair and table because if you are sitting continuously it becomes very tiring and uh, similarly you know lot of uh, other incentives came if you are working from home many companies actually uh, withdrew many incentive for example they said since you are not coming to office what is the need of conveyance allowance what is the need for uh, say for example driver allowance for example we instead will give you some other allowance you know so companies innovated the pay slips or reward or compensation uh, package in a way to uh, motivate people but it so happened that uh, you know uh, working from home uh, initially was very exciting and uh, suddenly you know it became very traumatic uh, stressful and for many people uh, they went into social isolation they had stress uh, mental uh, health issues started coming up so many companies started innovating in terms of how to engage people how to engage people uh, when they are uh, basically at home so lot of activities started happening fun activities and i also you know have been through many many activities and uh, how to keep people uh, you know enthused and one of the most important thing we found uh, which worked 
during this time of crisis was communication and communication from the top management so uh, you know i in fact three three imperative that i heard a ceo talking about during pandemic was communication communication and communication three c's and uh, why it is important is that you know during pandemic many companies closed down many companies had to cut compensation many companies could not pay salaries these are all traumatic issues for people and they have to pay sell uh, say for example school fees or emi for their wife house rental how do you do that so it became very challenging and uh, that was the time that you know good companies ceos came together the ceo say for example addressing media and telling why uh, we are not going to do such things uh, giving comfort to the people aligning with the leadership and people on a daily basis Uh, this is what we have been able to do that uh, you know those kind of things like salary coming on time increment coming on time uh, incentive is paid out and uh, you know no cuts in incentive no cuts in salary ensuring that you know even in the partner or dealer companies salaries are paid on time these are mark of great leadership but as you know liquidity uh, was a big big issue and uh, because of that uh, concern in the you know uh, elongated uh, cash cycles for msmes and all those organization they went through a, a very very difficult time uh, till the time government came up with atmanirbhar package and all those but it was too little too late uh, many organization which are not covered under msmes uh, suffered a lot so the 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 the, the small cap or uh, those kind of companies actually perished so during this uh, lockdown lot of companies uh, you know created uh, lot many kind of uh, innovative practices in fact a couple of practices that we started during this time was that uh, we created something very similar to arogya setu our own app which has got all state of art features uh, and uh, it's like creating a heat map of people across india so that what's happening where it was a kind of a two way you can even connect and even today we have to fill it uh, that's not finished and uh, uh, it's for regular as well as outsource and uh, we can run it on android apple anywhere and uh, these are some of the digital innovation that we had to do but one thing uh, during pandemic also we found uh, lot of risk uh, i mean when you are talking about uh, one of the thing we observed during this time that many organization were digitally not ready they never thought that you know work from home will happen so they did not have uh, vpn connections or adequate in it infrastructure and things like that to support their people from home so they suffered but organization which could mobilize these things uh, in shortest possible time despite lockdown were able to leverage in terms of you know employee productivity so uh, in 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 our case thankfully we had that bandwidth we had those uh, uh, you know facilities or digital infrastructure available so we could uh, ensure that people start working from home to the extent that uh, for example training is one function uh, where i am from the leadership school uh, 
and uh, we normally do uh, training during classroom and uh, simulation or labs or practical labs or dojo center as we call it all stopped people were sitting at home how do we train people so you know going into online webinar or online training also takes time because if you have a two day program one day program how do you crunch the content into four hours or uh, eight hours something like that it's not that easy uh, but thankfully uh, for a company like ours we already had the online content of more than 6 700 hours and video content simulation lot of programs so all those were available to us but it was available on our own server and we had app called egurukul in which people were registered and we started giving them courses and all so that they have to finish we found huge traffic on our uh, uh, you know suddenly we had say 40% of people who had downloaded and registered and were using our app or online content suddenly in the lockdown we found that more than 10000 people actually downloaded the app and started using it so because of uh, you know being uh, that being on our server our server could not take the load so immediately you know we shifted our content uh, to uh, amazon cloud and thereby all our employees were able to access and the kind of frequency and uh, uh you know the usage that we saw was uh, phenomenal because and that is the time that we said okay let's go for lxps also so uh, things like headcast or courses courses of uh, udemy coursera all those uh, uh, was a huge uh, hit in people because people love to have bite size uh, learning anywhere any time on the go and that became very popular so one thing we also realized that you know when we are in an organization we had lot of privacy who will be given internet who will be given you know our server access or vpn access and uh, we were very choosy about our own content that no 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 we cannot put it anywhere it has to be on our server suddenly we found that there is lot of transparency lot of transparency you know every tom dick harry was given internet because he has to work from home even outsource people given that access to our system server were given to those people to the extent that our own proprietary content we hosted on amazon cloud and this was the phenomenon seen everywhere this was the phenomenon seen everywhere so uh, you know uh, some of the you know things that we uh, observed during uh, the lockdown is that there was a kind of a 360 degree shift in the way uh, issues were thrown up and how the leadership actually uh, managed that so it's a huge learning and let me tell you the the the, the kind of uh, you know changes which has happened uh, this hybrid kind of working will continue for long time in fact in fact i was uh, uh, you know some of the uh, risk that we heard uh, which arose during uh, the time of pandemic and which all leadership was actually uh, struggling with so uh, apart from the you know people issues 
there were issues uh, because businesses closed so there was an impact on manufacturing demand supply there was a liquidity uh, issue risk was there employee safety well being uh, became very very prime for uh, companies because the people were locked and somebody is having covid how to help them how to take them out of mental stress people lost many near and dear one and every company you know especially in the second wave uh, we lost uh, colleagues uh, profitability was a big concern and uh, that led to the closure of organization and uh, supply chain disruption anyway was there because some of the suppliers or dealers were in the containment zone so you had red zone green zone so you have seen all those then we had a lot of uh, one of the biggest challenge during the pandemic was non availability of workforce so when we when uh, we the reopening started somewhere around may uh, 24 when the you know partial opening was allowed organization realized that the workforce actually had there was a reverse migration which happened you had seen so the workforce was not available whatever was available was also not trained so many organization actually face those uh, problems and there were also i already talked about suboptimal digitalization there were also issues on uh, fraud and cyber risks and threat uh, these kind of threats came up during this uh, where adequate security was not there so all this uh, we have seen uh, as an outcome of this uh, pandemic and lockdown but uh, companies have actually evolved lot many uh, you know uh, ways and means and in fact uh, i was uh, reading this report of uh, fortune 500 where uh, more than almost 50% of the ceo say that uh, their complete workforce will uh, never come back to their work workplace as it was before pandemic reason being that work from home will continue and uh, this is one of the big change that uh, is already happened and many many industries may have a hybrid working you know some people will continue to work in office or manufacturing but still there will be a portion of people a certain percentage who will be working from home there is no need to have infrastructure or space or you know all those for them no it's not required and the one of the biggest advantage will be diverse workforce today there when you are working from home there is no limitation that you cannot hire people from one place or the other you can actually world will become one you can work anywhere in the world so you need not travel in india somebody from other country can work here or people from india can work some for some project outside gig economy will become very that's what we we'll, we are we are seeing that uh, one of the outcome uh, for acceleration of gig workforce is pandemic that that is also what we are going to see so this is something that comes to my mind maybe i'll answer more in your next questions and so uh, talking about the organization there was stagnant growth in most of the companies during the pandemic and due to which top leadership formulated robust strategies to boost growth what was the contribution of the hr department in the formulation of such a strategy 
See, for you are talking about growth. Yes. Can you repeat the question once again? Yeah. So the organizations were seeing a stagnant growth and during the pandemic, and due to which top leadership formulated robust strategies to boost growth. So what was the contribution of HR department in the formulation see, of such a strategy? Okay, fair enough. So see, in the pandemic, first thing what happened is that the entire uh, operation stopped. And as I already said, there was a blue-collared workforce uh, migration or even after reopening, people availability was an issue. So first and foremost is that availability of manpower is something which is paramount. And it, this is where HR has played a big role in terms of, as I said, having a heat map of people in terms of their availability, where they are, and uh, how you are uh, you know taking care of uh, each one of them during pandemic helped us for example during pandemic uh, many of our folks also got stuck here so what we were doing we were ensuring that food packets were given to people because they couldn't do anything so we were providing free food packet to people not only of our company but to other companies and we uh, we formed a consortium, other companies also pulled in and that was done as far as the food part is concerned. Second, as I said, the app was there and the, whether it is a direct or indirect manpower, we were connected to each one of them. So we knew their availability and it actually helped. So for us, it was not a big problem because we were fully in touch with our people and uh, even, uh, you know, work was going uh, online. So we were able to gradually mobilize them uh, when our operation started happening. And uh, the, uh, the, the strategy for HR that time was very important is that when you bring people to manufacturing, how do you ensure safety and security of the people? So creating SOP, creating state-of-art uh, working place, uh, you know, uh, hassle-free and touchless uh, attendance system, uh, very relaxed policies uh, for people, uh, whether it is, uh, you know, uh, very relaxed kind of a policy for uh, leave rules and adequate medical support, adequate in terms of anywhere in the country, uh, all kind of support 24-7. So we augmented our... Uh, uh, medical team, we tied up with uh, many, many hospitals to the extent that we gave oxygen plant during the second crisis, imported so many concentrators. In fact, in the first pandemic, Maruti was, among other companies, was given the mandate of helping companies make ventilators. So our engineers work day in, day out for ventilators and the you know, protective equipment. So that was happening and HR was playing a big role because people had to come. So you had to get curfew passes, green passes. Uh, still, there were some people inside the factory to ensure movement from interstate. Like, for example, you are in Delhi, you have to travel to Gurgaon, so it's another state. So how do you ensure people travel, getting passes of people? So, uh, you know, all this uh, became very important to ensure that uh, the uh, you know the, the business is back to uh, normal and uh, ensuring uh, availability safety security health wellness 
so in 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 the sense that for even hr in training we created lot of health wellness videos had hundreds of health and wellness talk to people created uh, got various apps which is a uh, you know uh, on which you can take seek help or talk to a doctor or a consultant so all those uh, was happening and uh, this this on the mental health uh, so that people who are in social isolation or somebody who has lost someone very close so our team was actually helping them so hr played a very very big role uh, in fact uh, till today hr is uh, playing the lead role to ensure that uh, manufacturing production productivity everything is happening because uh, getting people getting the right kind of people building the right kind of skill uh, you know creating health wellness uh, engagement all those is uh, very very critical uh, during this time and it will always remain uh, critical in times to come so this is uh, what comes to my mind and sir as we all know the future is moving towards greater human machine collaboration yeah so adding on what you have said and uh, the workforce will have to focus more on innovation and creativity at the same time the mundane repetitive task will be taken over by the technology so what changes can be seen in the future leadership style future leadership style yes see basically you have been reading about it that in times to come the work worker and workplace all will change so how work is changing is that as you rightly said human machine collaboration is happening lot of repetitive jobs are you know done by machine so if you look at automotive industry uh, maruti or any other automotive industry in our case robotics and automation was there from 80s so all our paint shop process or our uh, you know weld process is 100% robotized but that does not mean that uh, you know there is a job loss there are new jobs which have been created but it is more for efficiency so uh, what is happening is that newer technologies like artificial intelligence iot all this you know 3d printing everything is coming into the picture so we are basically the automotive industry industry is already in industry 4.0 which is uh, the latest in terms of uh, manufacturing and uh, what is happening is that you know that requires a different level of mindset and skill to operate to the extent that uh, we are able to roll out our tag time is between 8 to 12 second we are able to roll out a car so that is the level of efficiency we have been able to create because of this uh, human machine collaboration which is going to intensify further but if you look at the workforce which is uh, actually coming into it so uh, if you if you if you look at the workforce we have three generation of people actually already working i would say the fourth generation is entering in our organization so there is a different need at uh, different level and the the leadership uh, has to look into the requirement of each level and uh, in times to come what we foresee is that as i talked about earlier also that uh, full time employees uh, are going to reduce gig will be coming up in a big way we have lot of uh, seasonal or 
outsource manpower uh, which works because of the seasonal nature and uh, there are in labor code lot of provision into it uh, being built so you know in 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 the my last three decades of uh, working in hr uh, one thing is you know in our mind always is that what is our job is to you know uh, access talent get the right talent and uh, create the right fit how you develop them retain them so this is create engagement this is this is typical as i said you know how you create that value chain uh, get the right talent create the right fit uh, you know create great managers who will create uh, you know uh, employee satisfaction and customer satisfaction they will produce great product that will lead to uh, customer satisfaction ultimately will lead to lead to shareholder value creation which is a normal norm that we have been practicing for decades but what we uh, you know the, the the process of accessing talent then we have to curate talent you know the curation and enrichment of talent because the requirement of skill in terms of the the changing nature of work will require lot of curation so you know the i don't know in times to come uh, how much we'll rely on uh, uh, retention uh, but uh, we'll be more uh, you know happy to see the kind of uh, you know output that is being generated because uh, for example when in maruti we hire we hire for a lifetime and our attrition is very low which is very good on one side but today looking at the generation your generation which is actually moving in the uh, you know the shelf life is not uh, too much two to three years is maximum people are willing to give in one organization but that two to three year is very good in the sense that the value add that they bring into the table is fantastic and uh, because you have to balance between the aspiration of the employees and the aspiration of the organization but that is a big change with that we are seeing uh, in our time long service award used to be given beyond 20 years of working or 25 year was used to be called long service but today 5 uh, year is a long service award actually big companies are giving long service award somebody works for 5 year uh, so that's a big shift which has happened and uh, what is important is not engagement of employee but enriching of job for employees if we enrich the job employees will be more satisfied rather than creating the employee satisfaction the other way around by giving shops and you know all kind of things today the requirement of uh, gen z is totally different they look at their learning curve if it is little flat uh, it will not work they are looking at variability of work what they did yesterday they don't want to do today forget about tomorrow so if you have monotony in work uh, thank you very much so that's the that's the kind of change which is happening and if you look at workplace also workplace is also become digital you know is a new word 
I am hearing physical, no physical plus digital. So what is happening is that you know you used to have swanky offices, you know, big plant. Today, uh, I I see at uh, you know cyber city here in Gurgaon, half of the offices are actually surrendered. The size of offices have shrunk because half of the people are working from home. Only few working here. So the workplace is totally uh, changed and uh, remote working obviously will continue as i said there will be a lot of change in terms of digital infrastructure that we are seeing and uh, newer version will come up like for example we used to have web studios for training and all which was a very different technology today we are uh, having you know kind of uh, you know, web studio being created, which is state-of-art classrooms, where uh, I mean you can see each each participant on a full screen actually, and it will be kind of a you know uh, ambience which which will make a uh, not only faculty but the you know employees as a trainee feel like they are in an actual classroom. Now those kind and the state of art equipments, so e cafes are becoming very popular, and of course in the new workplace data security and all those will be highly important. So uh, you know in the in the future of work, this is one side of the work workplace and uh, worker. But another big thing that I wanted to share here is that because of uh, you know all this. Uh, change which is happening and mindset shifts has happened so not only mindset shift has happened my, i have talked about mindset shift but there are technological shift i have already talked about there is a social shift which is happening and then there is a generational shift as i talked about four generation so the requirement of each of one of them is totally different but uh, one thing with the leadership has to do is uh, the the leadership competencies which is the dna of the organization has gone for a big shift earlier the leaders were focusing more on teamwork communication decision making result orientation and so on these are typical problem solving and uh, you know high achievement uh, result orientation these are all typical competencies which an organization want to build in each employees because these are giving results Today, newer competencies are required because of these, these shifts which has happened. Today, uh, our leadership will be successful and employees have to be developed in the area of resilience and empathy. This was not a competency required two years back. Today, we want our employees to be resilient and empathetic. They should have perseverance, selfless concern. They have to develop so that they can develop in their subordinate. Digital dexterity was not something very important earlier. There was a gradual shift from typewriter to computer to uh, you know movement to laptops. Uh, even leaders, I remember 20 years back, 25, 30 years back, uh, not wanting to use a desktop or a laptop when they, it was given to them, they would still need a PA to type for them. 
and there were many uh, i had bosses who were more happy with the dictaphone so they would give dictation or they would they would have a pa who knows shorthand and they are very happy uh, doing that but then the transition on this uh, has slowly started happening and those people started using uh, desktop and laptop today you have no choice you have mobile you have pad you have uh, uh, you have to use it because you are using whatsapp or your so your digital dexterity is anyway gone up but the way it is uh, changing rapidly is something to is a big concern for example digital fitness is a big concern in all the organization and uh, with people also so for example uh, if you look at government of india banned 30 chinese app if i am not wrong in uh, 2020 when some problem with china was going on yes sir to test the fitness of people how many people can name all the 30, 30 chinese app so that is digital dexterity uh, for example honestly speaking i only knew one uh, app i had heard about that was tiktok and i had no idea about the rest of the 29 uh, similarly that's one example i am just giving uh, that is one way of testing your digital dexterity but the way this world is evolving has to be technologically savvy so we have a we have a mobile for example i have a smart mobile i know that i am exploiting only maybe 8 to 10% of its feature 90% i actually don't know i don't know how to use my son would be knowing maybe 30 40% or 50% more than me so if i get stuck in this i check with him so the coming generation is more uh, digital savvy their dexterity is much higher than our generation and uh, you know that is that is what uh, the newer competency which is required in the organization the third competency which organization has to actually develop or they have to go a long way is called we talked a lot about leadership right but this is something called connected leadership this is a new term which we keep hearing so connected leadership happened because now we shifted from hierarchy to uh, network we started working from a hierarchy to network so connected leadership is that i as a superior i have to manage my team so how i empower my team how i am still accessible to my team uh, despite not being in their presence whether on online or on mobile or whatsapp how connected i am and how keen i am for result because today this is a new art even connected uh, leadership or connected teaching for faculty members is important how they are connected to the student you have 70 student in a class or 100 in a class how your teacher is connected to each one of them that ability that ability is something that people will have to develop the fourth very important thing which has emerged during pandemic is called frugal mindset see this was always there when companies are in crisis they will go for budget cutting 
they will say cut this budget cut that budget stop recruitment stop training and but uh, they will say if even if it is bad they will say cut salaries you know delay salaries all these things uh, will happen but in the pandemic frugal mindset is something which emerges which everybody learned to be frugal how to work in constraint when you were locked down uh, in the peak of lockdown you were in the house you were only spending on what your food or medicine you were not buying clothes or watch or uh, uh, any luxury item you were not and it was not available also online so you were in constraint you manage that way so that quality of doing more with less is something which is desired in today's world how to do more with less so those are the newer competencies which have actually been thrown out of the pandemic then two more uh, you know things have are been talked about uh, in lot of forums i keep hearing is cognitive flexibility we talk about cognitive abilities uh, cognitive tests and all are done through psychometric but cognitive flexibility is something how to adapt effectively in the new environment lot of people are not able to adapt to working from home or hybrid working or to a newer situation they are not able to adapt how to adapt effectively how to let go of the past belief you know lot of people talk about this happened that happened so past whatever has happened will not help so cognitive flexibility is forget about past think about future so what got you here will not take you there as simple as that the saying is there so how to let go of the past believe are some of the capabilities people have to develop and the last is pragmatic orientation what i mean by this is how to be resourceful how to act fast and iterate faster this is what is required in all the new generation which is going to come or the people who are already there so these are some of the leadership competencies which is essential going forward and these are the outcome of pandemic so companies who are able to adopt to these quickly are the one going to be successful and thrive and survive otherwise uh, in this uh, you know cutthroat kind of a competition and changing environment those who are not able to adapt and uh, you know do bring out these changes in their uh, working culture will not be able to actually uh, survive so this is what comes to my mind all right sir coming to the final question uh for and emphasizing on hr studies uh empirical studies and research form a base for developing novel ideas in various studies however hr is primarily concerned with the behavior of people and organizations so what are the new methods and the underlying data that can eventually lead to a breakthrough in this field see every organization is unique so there are lot of empirical studies talking about if you if you if you go back to 1920s there was a hawthorne experiment done that if you how to you know improve productivity by just changing the you know uh, lighting and all those in the workplace so studies have been going on 
and these studies are always very important but every organization is unique and organization have to actually have their own uniqueness their own study uh, in the sense that uh, what may work in x organization may not work in y right so every organization has to create their own culture their own study own data which is going to help see outside data today there is a explosion of data data is available everywhere but who has the time to read what is important is that you know you can have a global benchmark that is what is important for example i am i'm particip i am doing a internal engagement survey for example and i see the engagement level of people and try to see which factors are actually impacting my uh, high or low engagement or disengagement and i work on that that's the uh, symptomatic kind of uh, uh, treatment that we bring in the organization hr folks are like doctors in the organization you keep on doing uh, various kind of uh, tests and uh, outcomes are these surveys and engagement surveys or 360 degree or various other kind of uh, studies that you do uh, you create nine grid you you know you you do uh, leadership gap indicators there are various tools that you run for various talent management processes or engagement process and then you keep on improvising you have skip level meeting you have town hall you have one on one meeting you have various other information that you uh, get in the organization and those data helps you to actually focus on the areas where you which are the you know uh, areas which can create disengagement in the organization so you work on that that's the standard way of uh, operating but when you when you see global data so for example if you are participating in uh, global surveys and uh, various other uh, uh, you know benchmark then you know where are the gaps so then then if the if the uh, say for example best employer survey uh, the average score is say x and your own score is somewhere uh, x minus something then that is the gap so what all you have to do is will emerge from there and listening to the people having one on one conversation understanding the mindset of people and uh, you know getting those data is more important and empirical study fine those will give uh, uh, those are standards which have been already set in the organization and uh, the the some of the partners or consultant actually help bringing in those uh, perspective to the organization but organization have to continuously evolve continuously benchmark continuously uh, restructure their system processes because people are very dynamic you can't uh, you know have the same uh, practices or processes uh, working for them for a long time every policy has a law is law of diminishing return is applicable on that you will see that after some time the utility and the benefit you know driven out of that is actually diminishing people want something new something different the new generation wants 
a very different kind of work structure they want different kind of organization hierarchy they want freedom they want uh, you know challenging roles uh, they want to uh, you know they are highly creative so how to create that is something which is very important and uh, the global research theories will give lot of you know emphasis on certain thing which has worked in europe certain thing which has worked in china some certain thing which has actually worked in us or japan for example uh, not necessarily it may work in india and even in india it may it may differ from north to south to east to west let me tell you because people are different the the the, the people people choices are different people thinking is different but if you have the right kind of vision right kind of culture diversity inclusion that you have created in the organization and that takes time that does not happen overnight for example if you look at our organization uh, we believe in building talent rather than buying talent that's our imperative we don't hire people beyond 6 7 years of experience but 90% plus people come from the campus route reason being we are able to build the solid solid foundation for their culture and that culture actually defines or redefines uh, how we are taking the organization and that's why i said we hire for a lifetime and that is how brick by brick we are able to build that culture which is very inclusive and uh, you know uh, lot of compassion is there uh, highly culture focused and we have a, you know lot of practices from japan which we have imbibed in our uh, you know day to day working so all those uh, you know you can you can see that and there is a collaborative culture that we have so all those you can't uh, uh, teach or build in a day so it takes time so that's why we catch people young and start building them so we follow 70 20 10 principle 70% of the learning it actually happens on the job and that is where culture building also happens but our governance our practices our vision vision all these things help cement those uh, culture that we are actually talking about so that is how great organizations are built and we also have a unique uh, culture where all uh, you know senior level role or all critical role we have a paired shared kind of a role paired and shared please understand for all such role we have one indian and one japanese so you have two heads in engineering two heads in manufacturing hr so one indian one japanese you can imagine a formidable combination no company will have that so we are able to bring those global perspective and of course our leaders who are home grown uh, they bring their own expertise and capabilities into the role and that's how uh, that winning combination is uh, being created and uh, we have been able to uh, create that success formula for the last almost 40 year being the leader in uh, starting as uh, you know competing with two companies today 25 companies are competing with us and still we are by far the leader in the passenger car segment in india so so that that i i, I would i would actually put this on the kind of culture building and capability building uh, that we have done and we very proudly say that 
people are are our differentiating factor with competition and uh, when i say that i mean you know uh, when we focus more on building them talent rather than buying talent so that is that is the other imperative that we have so that's uh, from my side any other question you have you can ask me uh yes sir so uh in these times of uncertainty and rapid changes call for evolving with respect to how you lead so what is the new normal we can expect in the foreseeable future uh, see i have already talked about the new normal so in the new normal you know what what will be more required is uh, focus on uh, uh, you know the kind of culture building because the organizations are going to change the workplace work and worker all are going to change so uh, organization have to very rapidly uh, adapt to the changing environment in terms of not only uh, you know the people practices the processes uh, technology and all those areas requires a, a deep study and right kind of mitigation plan in place uh, leadership uh, i am again saying again and again that they have to you know evolve in all the organization leadership is is the key to the success of the organization and when i say that the kind of uh, you know uh, compassion or inclusivity or you know all those they have to create the culture building has to come from them uh, how they will lead in this uh, time of uh, crisis and beyond because see these uh, when i talk about uh, future the skills of future will be also totally different most of the skills will become redundant so they have to focus on skill building capability building all this is uh, very very important for any organization any organization and uh, as i said the talent uh, scarcity will always be there and there will be war for talent so how do you build your organization in terms of attracting uh, talent curating those and uh, enriching those uh, instead of you know saying uh, retaining those is very very important so uh, uh, the 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 kind of people or workforce which is going to come is totally different than what was there 10 years back so the uh, loyalty of those youngsters would not be there to the organization but to the job that they are given that's a big difference that's a big big difference and uh, this, for the time they are there they will be really contributing and they will keep on moving you know it will be only in the case of becoming a specialist that they may continue for a longer period but uh, in all probability you know they are the one who are uh, not going to stay beyond 3 4 years uh, because they want variability in the work they want to experiment and the uh, you know the young generation is more entrepreneurial i am seeing they want to you know go into startup or they get very easily bored by any uh, mundane job or repetitive job so they want uh, excitement in the work that they are doing so i i keep hearing so many interviews where you know some of the successful startups or uh, 
they are you know good guys doing very good job coming from good background saying that i got bored of my job and hence i thought i'll do something exciting so risk taking ability of uh, you know this generation is uh, very very high so we one should capitalize on that so you should empower them and uh, you know realize the importance of that so this is something uh, which is uh, very very important going forward from my side thank you sir for enlightening our listeners and enthusiastic students with your profound knowledge and expertise we really hope to interact with you in the future on this note i would like to conclude the 24th episode of our podcast series on behalf of i am vishakhapatnam i would like to extend my gratitude to you for taking out your valuable time to thank all you. our listeners have a great time and take care till then we for team signing off we'll see you soon in the next episode thank you thank you jay and thank you shitesh shivam thanks a lot i hope